Open up to Isaiah. Oh, what do you do, Isaiah? We're tonight? making progress. <laughs> it's taken a few weeks. weeks we're, but we're the 47th <laughs> word in Isaiah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The page three is the best word. Where am I turning? Now <laughs> six. Good, very good. And wh- okay. Yo, I know what you're going <laughs> All right. It's, it's like the whole, this whole thing. Six. I'm going to just read 9 through 10. Um, uh, page 38. So page 38. Um, I'm actually, for brevity, going to keep focus on just 9 and 10. As we've said over and over again, this is really the key passage of not just Isaiah, but in a lot of ways that say all of Scripture as to what do we do with this word we just prayed about. Um, and we have talked over and over again how this is the same, this uh, word in Isaiah is the same word that is spoken um, and dealt with the, the subject all the way through Isaiah. I would say all the way from the very beginning of Genesis, but also is actually quoted by Jesus multiple times and by um, Paul and I think by John too. So, um, it's an important one, and as we do it, I mean, we, we see we see that what God's doing here, and when we actually get to it, so we haven't actually landed at this first yet, um, we're getting really close, <laughs> all right, very close, um, and we'll look at it in more detail, but it's really, um, a, in part, a judgment of God on his people saying, this is who you are, this is who you are without me, and it's really a call to all of us in Christ to be doing just exactly the opposite of this um, because this is really the judgment ultimately that leads to everything else we see within scripture alright so um, I'll just um, I'll start at verse 8 Isaiah's commission which says and I heard the voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who will go for us then I said here I am send me and he said that's God, said, go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull, and their ears heavy, and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Got the right there. We just talked about healing. What ultimately heals us when we hear, when we see, when we understand with our heart what God is telling us and hear that word in us. Mm-hmm. So we are now, um, well, before I even do that, let's just go around and say our names really quick since Noah's here for the first time um, in case I have forgotten your name. <laughs> <laughs> Franklin Muley. All right, Franklin. No guilt. <laughs> Steve. Bill Dornell. Chris. Noah. John. Peter. Chad. Tom. And Greg. All right, great. Okay, so we um, really have... Are you moving away from that reading now? Yes. Well, I am because we're always going to it. And actually, UMC, as I'm really going away from it, I'm actually going to still use that. So uh, did you have a question about? Uh, just a comment. Uh-huh. Or, well, it's a question. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a, it sounds like a curse to me. Uh-huh. 
this is what I want you to say to the people. Right. He says, you're going to hear, but you won't understand. You're going to see, you're not going to perceive. And then later it says, you're going to lay waste this place. Right. Yeah, I, that, that has always confused me. Yeah, sure. Because he wants us to hear, um, and we're not, I guess. and Or we do, through a glass darkly. But I don't understand that either. Why but he I would think say at, this, at this point, God is fed up with Yeah, people. he's fed That's up. That's right. That's right. They've been sinning so long and turned their... So now he's saying, okay, you know what? I'm done. Right. And I'm sealing this up. You're not, you're, you're not going to listen to me? I know you're not going to listen to me. That's what he's saying. I know you're not going to listen to me. Yeah, and there's many, many layers on this that verse. It's been actually talked about. I have a whole book literally on just those two verses. I mean, it has been dealt with by people and wrestled with, and I think by God's people for so many thousands of years because it actually has this multifaceted feeling of a judgment. Is feels like Pharaoh, you know, when God says mm-hmm. to Pharaoh, I'm hardening your heart. It's like, is God doing this to us? Are we doing it to us? Is this fair? You know, but I, and I think there's all those tensions there. And when we actually get to it, we will look at sort of some of the different shades of that as to what is God actually doing here. Is he doing something? Is he just saying how we already are? Um, I think there's all that going on. Um, and what's what's our role with it? But I think one thing that is clear, I'm going to say, is anything clear? But <laughs> I, I hate when people use that term, so I'm <coughs> using it myself. Um, but one thing that you see here is this is not where we want to be. We want to be the very opposite of this. Okay. Um, and really what our focus is when we get together like this on a Tuesday or when we get go into the Word is really not to have it just go in one ear and out the other, um, but that we really grasp it and we understand it. Into and heart in Scripture is the entire person is what heart refers to. Um, it's not just an inner person; it's the entire person. And so the idea here is that we hear God's word and we grasp it with our heart, and we're going to see some of the uses of Isaiah six nine through ten and the way Jesus uses it. Um, which is very transformative um, as to how do we move from, well, I have a whole thing, I think, probably a lesson thing. Well, how do we move from not hearing and seeing and understanding to that? Okay. Um, and what's involved in that? So, Tell us again the, the meaning of the Greek for dull. Uh, well, actually, for, um, for dull, <laughs> we'll get to that. It actually is a word fat. It's it's it, it actually it, it's translated a lot of times fatness. It's this interesting um, Hebrew word that means fat, which is really the sense of you, you're not even able to do it anymore. There's a sense of um, it's related to salvation even. So we'll talk more about that. What I did talk about though is that the word perceive there, where it says do not perceive is that word that we talked about, have been talking about all the way through Isaiah, which is the word yada, which is the word to know. And we talked about how what God wants from us from the very opening pages of Genesis, but also the opening pages of Isaiah, is he wants us to, why does he want us to hear and see and understand? The same thing anybody else does relationally. I mean, when, when Gil's sharing what's going on inside of him, he's sharing it, so ultimately, we cannot just go, you know, here's something I know intellectually about Gil, but it's for us to know personally Gil and what he's going through. 
Um, that's what God wants us to do relationally with each other and it's what us, he wants us to do with him. Um, and so that word yada is a word throughout scripture of meaning know, but it means to know personally like you would know your wife or know your best friend. Um, all right. So, um, hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Um, Everybody's here. Yeah, Seats are filled. Start turning people away. All right. So, what I want to do tonight is not all of you have. I mean, obviously, not all of you have been here through all of chapters one through five. So, we have now gone from all through chapters one through five. Okay. Um, obviously, not in detail at every part of the chapters, but we've covered one through five now. We're about ready to transition into six. Um, but what we're also going to do in the next couple of weeks is we make that transition is, and I've been kept t- sort of telling you we're going to do this and we're getting close now, where one through five is before Isaiah's actual call in six. So it's sort of weird. It's like, why do we have one through five? Why does it, I mean, you, you literally could start at chapter six and feel like I'm starting the book of Isaiah. All right. It might even feel better if you did that as, you, as, as this moves on. But, what we have in 1 through 5 is really the laying out and the outline of everything that Isaiah is going to be talking about all the way through the end of chapter 66. All right, So we've been picking up these themes, and then we're going to start seeing how those themes play out in the actual real world of Isaiah. And so in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at what is going on historically with Isaiah that all these judgments of God is, is occurring with. We, haven't, we purposefully have not focused on that because Isaiah 1 through 5 is really not designed to be that. It's sort of, people use the term ahistorical. It doesn't mean it's not historical. It just means it's really to lay out the themes that we're now going to see brought upon Israel and Judah through Isaiah and through God for the things that were actually going on. What was going on in that time that God wrote this book of Isaiah? And so we're going to actually start getting into some of that historical stuff as we get into some of the passages. So that's coming. We're now probably just a couple weeks away from that, if even that. What I'd like to do, though, is for those of you who have been part of any of this, um, and all of you have to some extent, except for Bobby and Noah. Yeah. Um, but feel free. I mean, if there's anything, you know, as you can see, you can interrupt, you can ask questions, you can do whatever as we go through. Don't be, don't be afraid to okay. do that. Um, as we there's go like through. In the room. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Don't hold back. Don't hold Yeah. What I'd like to do is just go through and ask to see, looking at chapter. I want to review chapters one through five tonight. In, in some different forms. But I want to start out by asking with us going through Isaiah, for whatever lessons and whatever we've been through, what is it that has personally struck you, hit you, that you have heard <laughs> or seen or understood, um, surprised by anything that you go, okay, well, if someone asked me, Okay, well, yeah, I heard you guys are going through Isaiah. What, what have you got out of it? You know, how, how would you answer that question? So I just want to sort of have an open discussion about that first and see if you guys have any thoughts as to being seen just hear what it is. And if you guys get too hot, 
I did turn the air conditioner off, and I could turn it back on again. Um, it's okay, right? So far, yeah. so good. Okay, all right. So I tried to keep it cool in here, and then yeah. and turn it off because it does get sort of drafty. When it's all right. Anyway, so just sort of open yeah. discussion. Um, yeah. Uh, it seems like one through five kind of sets up everything, almost like the basis for what we just read. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it honestly does. And I think the thing that struck me so far is I keep thinking about our present situation and mm-hmm. what we're going through in this country and how so many paths we've turned our faith and faith and face uh, against God or not even looking at God, mm-hmm. you know, in general. So it scares me a little bit in that I almost see us in history doing exactly what's going on right here. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it already happening? Yeah. With the, with the general confusion of things, and I mean, it's <coughs> it may not be mainstream, but it's becoming more and more mainstream. Well, it's almost like uh, you got to apologize for being a Christian, you know. And mm-hmm. if you come out and say, "Well, I believe in the Bible and this, that," and right away, you know, there's so many factions in the secular world that will go, "Oh, you're so narrow-minded. You're this. You're that. What, what are you thinking?" Right. Well, right. Of course, that um, that's been said about us for. It's been, it's been a thread throughout history. Yeah, yeah. but there's a nothing sense new under of, the sun, right? Right, but there's different times in history that you feel that tension. Probably, I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure. I think a lot of us probably in the last couple of years have felt that maybe more than we did before. I don't yeah. know. Maybe mm-hmm. for some of you, I've it never hasn't really been. studied Isaiah. Yeah. the first time. Uh huh. But to me, it's painting a pretty good picture. Maybe yeah. one of the better pictures in the Bible. Uh huh. And so, is there anything in particular as you? So you're saying you see Isaiah. Maybe you see it speaking to the, these times. Yeah, well, I was yeah. just reading this um, Greek version that says that the last verse, go say to the people, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. Mm-hmm. But the hearts of these people are hardened. Their ears cannot hear. They have closed They have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see. And their ears cannot hear. Their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. I think that's the condition of our world, mm-hmm. is that we haven't turned to God so that we can have that healing. Mm-hmm. That's what I've gotten out of it so far. Good. In a nutshell. Good. Yeah, that's great. Good. I think if someone to ask me what I have gotten out of it is that... I asked you. You, you did. Well, you're asking. <laughs> you know the conditions of my life because we've talked about it, but I, um, in the areas where I have... Uh, been involved in presumptive sin Hmm. because I was going to be forgiven and that and I've had to come to grips with that because he says in there if I won't listen to your prayers Hmm. he got to the finally to the point where he said you're going to keep sinning I'm not going to listen to your prayers Hmm. and for me that's the most that's the most damning the most um, I would struggle with that if I hadn't made some adjustments in my life. Yeah. Had he, had he. Uh... So anyway. Yeah. Okay. Confronted with my own sin. Yeah. And that's hindering the very relationship. Yeah. It's what it's all about, right? Is the relationship with God. Yeah. He's not going to listen to your prayers. It's like, oh my goodness. You know, I was lying on my bed and I was 
praying about this. And for some reason, I, my phone went on, and the, the Bible opened it, the passage. The, it started telling me the, the passages from Deuteronomy that said, um, "If you obey, if you obey me, if you do what I say, if you obey my rules." Then I will bless you, but if you don't, and so I stopped doing what I was doing, uh-huh. um, because it was so clear. I mean, you don't just sit on the bed and your phone starts talking to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> like the donkey. I mean, <laughs> like the donkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good. Used to be the donkey. Now it's her phone. Now it's her phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading. That's uh, biblical. <laughs> yeah, I was reading the Psalms or Proverbs. I think, I think it was this morning when it was just saying, like, you know, meditate on my laws and know them, and you will live a blessed life. Mm-hmm. But ignore my laws, and it won't go well for you. And you Which one was this? Is Proverbs? Yeah, Proverbs. I could probably find it, but. But it's, it's kind of like you go, how many Christians have you heard? Oh, don't trouble me with that law, right? And hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Oh, chair. <coughs> Michael. Come, Come on, on in. in. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sh- yeah, someone grab a chair. Thank you. What's your name? Michael. Hey, Michael. I'm Greg. Nice to meet you, Greg. This is the guy. Bill. Bill, nice this to meet you. King. I'm Chris. Noah. Noah. Johnny, of course. Yeah. By the way, this is my buddy, Peter. Chad. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you as well. Tom. Greg. Bill. Yo, nice to meet you. There's a lot of apostles named Steve. Steve. Yeah. And Mike, we got Michael now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We, we make the Steve the angel. together so you can just say, Steve? <laughs> Thank you. Um, you were saying. <laughs> so let's see if I can get back on track there. But so many people, Christians, are offended by the law. Mm-hmm. And we've been, they think we've been, the law has been abolished. And has, we have nothing to do with it anymore. And yet, what does he say? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Right. Right. And the New Testament. And who says that? Peter. Yeah. Peter. Right. Peter says right. Peter right. right. But so you, you know, you just go. But all of the law is fulfilled in love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And all the laws fulfilled. So I mean, but it's been that way from the beginning, anyways. Right. Nothing's really changed. Yeah. It's all about love, love your neighbor as yourself. I think it's good, and you started this out, but I know it, it helps me with all the stuff going on in the world these days to continue to remember that this, there is nothing new under the sun. And I know that can become sort of a cliche like Ecclesiastes, but also helps us sometimes to sort of not overreact and get so involved in the world or captured by the world to realize this is the world. This is, as we said in Galatians, this is the present evil age. I mean, that's what Paul calls it. <laughs> we shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and so even though we'll see heightening of different things and changes with that, um, 
you know, this is this is the world we live in, you know, and it's going to continue to be that way. And that's why we get together like this on Tuesday nights, so we can say, well, how do we, how do we be Christians in the world and not of the world? So, yeah, we're going through Isaiah, by the way. So, um, okay, other comments, other things that as you going through Isaiah. I guess for me, I thought I understood the seriousness of God's word Hmm. before we started Isaiah, and it's really uh, Mm -hmm. drawn me deeper and that I didn't really understand the seriousness Hmm. of God's word. And I guess I just cling to this um, last part of 10, and it says, understand with your hearts and turn and be healed. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Yeah, it yeah. just, you know... I didn't well, fully grasp that either. Yeah. That was, that was the part that jumped out at me, understanding with your heart. Yeah. Well, you know, I understand you intellectually, but heart? Well, that's right. another story. <laughs> I think that's what's key there is, is heart, because it's not just our head. That's it right. It's our whole being um, with that. Yeah. And the other key part of that is turn. Turn. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, that's yeah, like, huh. It doesn't get any more clear than that. So turn away from your evil ways. Right. It's like, like repentance. Turning right. Around. But understanding the depth of of God's word, it, oh. it just um, <clears throat> like I say, I thought I, I thought I kind of understood it, and then I'm finding that I don't really understand that depth. Mm-hmm. And, and so where, where does that depth come from? What do you mean? Where do you acquire the understanding mm-hmm. of that depth? Listening. Just going deeper into the Word, I guess. And what does that ultimately result in? <laughs> Getting closer to the Lord. There it is. Relationship. Mm-hmm. That love. Okay. That loving relationship. Yeah. It's all He wants. It's all He's asking for in this. I think that's part of the switch too. Like what you just said, John, is a switch from. I know I went through the switch a long time, long ways ago, but really. This, Stuff, but just a switch from like, oh, this is just something that I'm supposed to know a lot about, mm-hmm. and I want to really know it well. You know, people, oh, someone knows the Bible so well. But as we know, like with the Pharisees, and I mean, you can know the Bible inside out, and you can not know God. That's pretty that's shocking, sure. but you uh-huh. can. Absolutely. And so that's where I think the knowing always, that's why I brought up that word yada in Hebrew. It's always a relational connection. It's always a sense of a relationship you have with God. It's not this abstract truth or this abstract principles or anything. It is it is a dynamic relationship with God. And you see in Isaiah here in chapters 1 through 5, you see God being really, <laughs> really serious about that relationship. And and That's who is and, and who is Lord? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If he is Lord, it's going to transfer in how you live. Right. That's well, right. Exactly. It's what you do. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it's not word, just knowing. It's your right. relationship, but it's also then you you go to the next thing is what you do. Right. I think right. that the, the whole thing about presumptive sin is such a an important point. Um, is it eighteen or nineteen? Psalm eighteen or nineteen? Where David says, keep me from presumptive sin. Meaning that we might presume that we have been um, saved and then, as Paul says, everything is okay for me, but some things are not to my benefit. Mm. 
that what you said about relationship is <clears throat> anything that stands in the way of that relationship mm-hmm. is what is why the rules are there. Because you don't, <clears throat> he doesn't want anything. Um, <clears throat> doesn't want you presuming you're okay because Christ died for your sins. He wants you to be. He wants it out of the way so you can be only his. And 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 then the question is, and what what is that then? Right, being only hid is what does that make you? I don't know. Me? <laughs> so Christ died for your sins, right? Yeah, yeah. Makes me free. To do what? You died to your sins. You die to yourself. Well, to, and to love. And you love. die to yourself. But what does that collectively you make? Put Christ us? in charge. What are, what are you <clears> thinking? <throat> the what bride you of thinking? Christ. You're trying to lead us someplace, but what do you think? You become a new creation, and what is it? A son of God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bride of Christ. Yeah. You become, that's right, Peter. Right you become the body of Christ. We body collectively Christ. become the body of church. We. This building is not the church. We become the church. Right. And what does is, what is, um, Isaiah call that in the opening verses of Isaiah? We are the... Do you remember? So going along to what you just said, what, what are we? Don't, don't look, Jason. Come on. <laughs> what, anybody know? Just We're the children. Very good. Uh, We're yeah. the children. Very good. Okay. I didn't look. We're the children of God. <laughs> I saw you. <laughs> I tried, but I didn't. Which again, which like you were talking about, Steve, it reminds us, which is so easy to forget, that means... If we're the children of God and the sons of God, that means there's an authority structure there, yes. and He is the parent, yes. <laughs> and He is the Father. Yeah. Um, Respect yeah. your mother and your father. Right, exactly. Right. Which is right where it comes I, from. <laughs> yeah. I, it, that is, along with everything else. Yeah, I'd be like, "Where'd you get out of Isaiah? Well, you got a couple hours." Uh, mm-hmm. But but the thing that over thing that hit me between the eyes that was just that that like whoa game changing reality really was that that structure hmm. right so if you believe in the bible right and we believe that this is our what we're supposed to understand and 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 go into these depths of right it's like until you do that reading the words about like with the seraphim right and the shaking of the of the foundations mm-hmm. of where God is sitting, right? Even that is a reality that we are so far from. Yeah. Right. So far from that. The point where yeah, we're 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 like you know, like embarrassed, whatever to say. We're God. still blind. Right around people <laughs> to just openly claim it, mm-hmm. when in reality, if that's truly the reality that we understand and that we believe and that we embrace and that we live according to, do we care what anybody thinks? <laughs> that's reality. No. That's the reality. Yeah. And that reality exists right now, right here, mm-hmm. as soon as we choose that. That for me is the like major, major. Yeah. Wow, there is a clear form. There is a order. Mm-hmm. It's not a 
And, and even though we live in the is. present evil age, he is on his throne. And, where, and, and you brought up the other day, where is that throne? Where is the intentioned place for God to dwell? And what does that then make us? How important are right. we in the scheme of things? Right. Why does God love us so much that he is over and over and over all this stuff? Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. And with the Holy Spirit yep. living in you, if it truly is, then I think it will happen naturally. Yeah, if you get the fact oh, that that throne, right. that God who's on that throne lives God's in you right now. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You lie to yourself. Which is why we stand here. Why we do this yeah, is yeah. because just it's we have to, to constantly that. keep that focus. It's yeah. really hard. All right. Others, others, um, things that you have. That promoted a lot of, of thought. Everything you're saying, Jason, and what Bruce was saying about the depth. I, I was like experiencing richness in what you're saying, richness, um, in that in and out experiencing in this physical realm that we're in, the in and out of, oh, I get it, oh, I'm in my flesh, I get it, I'm in my, it's that kind of thing happening mm -hmm. in we the can, prayer. We can always get it better. Yeah, in the prayer, come Lord, Lord Jesus. I'm with you, Gil, you know, it's, I, I'm not poo-pooing anything, I, but the idea that we ultimately get to see Lord Jesus, um, we are the cathedrals, and, you know, the Isaiah's, Isaiah 6, the throne room, is it Jesus that we see? Because do we ever see the Father? It's technical, maybe we don't have to go there right now. But well, I think that's really an important question. Though. Um, it is. The yeah. train of his robe fills the temple with glory. Yes. Yeah. But all of this is connecting, and that's part of the living word. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right, yeah, very, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So. All right, anybody else? I just think the whole thing has like a sense of urgency because this language isn't like, mm -hmm. oh, there's some people who are kind of okay and then there's people who are really good. It's like, no, these people are evil and they're doing like exactly what I tell them not to. And like they're even following some of the law, but they're like their hearts and are... who different. are those people? Well, they're the, the Jews, but they're us. Right. I mean, yeah. It, 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 it like represents yeah. both. Like, so, like, yeah. Us. This whole one through five. Right. Yeah. This whole one through five is like this universal thing, and like when it describes all these people, it's like there's like really clearly two sides, and like the one side is doing bad, but they like they they know what they're supposed to do, they're just not seeing with their heart. Right. So it's like the sense of urgency, of like you need to do this like right now. This isn't like a oh well, if you if you're really gonna know my heart, you could kind of do this whenever, and just it's like mm -hmm. it's this huge split, and it's yeah. like for me, it's not in my heart the sense of urgency, like no, you need to choose me, mm. and you can't just choose me by kind of doing some good things here and there. Right. It's like your whole heart has to be for me. Yeah. One foot in, one foot out. That's awesome. Yeah, the house can't, divided. Can't do no that. I mean, we did a whole <laughs> lesson here a long time ago in James, where I remember the arrows. Are yeah. you guys working for the arrows? It's like you can't, like, you cannot straddle both at the same time. You just can't. In fact, when you do, you're not, you're not you're on the wrong side. <laughs> well, it's like the relationship part. Like right. something that like struck me is almost like when we're like walking this line. It's like if we're the bridegroom, it's almost like we're going home to our wife and like cheating on her with a prostitute the next day. Like that's what we're doing with God when we're when we're doing these things. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, like yeah, actually says that with Hosea. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good Yeah, the language is all over the Old Testament, like a prostitute. Uh, Israel is like a prostitute to right. God. Mm. Yeah. 
He's, again, you get that relational Hosea, part. Hosea for sure. There's that relationship again. What happens yeah. if you cheat on someone? That's I mean, that's a relational. to God with all the other idols and everything else they're right. worshiping. Okay, anyone else? We just sort of. Yeah, Gil was talking about presumptive sin, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a f- strange concept for me. I don't quite get my mind around it, but I think that means that I'm asking you if you're a believer, you think, well, I can sin and I'll be forgiven, so I'm presuming I'm okay. Is that. Is that's, that's, yeah, I think that's really the meaning of presumptive sin. Okay. And that's what. So that, that's interesting because it fits into Isaiah because that's what the, the Jewish people were doing. Yeah, but they don't they, recognize God, though. Don't yeah, they're going him. to the temple. They're doing all that. Yeah. They think they're right. saved. Right. They're going yes, to they the motions. Motions. Yeah, no, the he's right. I thought so it was like they totally turned no, back on God. No, that's what's interesting. Or they're just including no, God as like one of the gods? No. No, they are they're literally had... They're God's the passage, chosen people, and they think they're pretty yeah. special. Yeah. The passage that he quoted is what he's talked about. God finally says, I'm not going to hear your prayer. The people are basically in the temple praying to God, worshiping God doing all the things we do at church and they're going through all the religious stuff where everyone would look and say you are a worshipping Jew hmm. and then God says this is meaningless <laughs> because and I'm not even hearing your prayers their heart isn't there the relationship isn't it's there what? what part is that? I'm not going to say yet yeah man I guess I guess I don't see that some of it is I think that but it just seems like the vast majority have just turned their back on God Right, you can see it in the kings Like the kings don't recognize God whenever the prophets are there usually and they'll say, go consult with Baal, or go consult with this. And I don't want to hear from you. You always, you, you only have bad things to say to like the real prophets. Right? I don't want to hear what Yahweh says. Bring me somebody who, you know, who agrees with and me. It's not like, hey, let's hear from Yahweh, and let's hear from Molech, and let's hear from all these. And then we'll kind of figure out. Well, what to we do will. Let's hear we'll, some good news for change. Yeah, we'll yeah. see <laughs> that. The, we'll see, Peter, that the context of which we're going to be getting into, and um, is one where Israel. I mean, I could almost draw, I could probably draw a comparison today, but it's one where the believers, the country of Israel is probably at its heyday. Everything right. is going well, the economy is right. going great. That's they, something everyone, that you highlighted that stood out Everyone to believes that yeah, they are being right. blessed by God, right. and they're, they're living doing. like that, and... Mm-hmm. That's when, and they're going, they're going to church on Sundays. I mean, Maybe that's why their hearts are, are fat, because right. their hearts are full, it's a, it's and they don't need God, right? Because they have everything. Exactly. Right. Very, very Can well, I, very well put. Yeah, well, yeah. the verse that Gil was, was reading from. Me, yeah. I'm just going to go back because I, <clears throat> it's uh, Psalms 19, but it starts off in 12. David says, "Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults." So, what are you reading from? Uh, Psalms 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Is the King James Version. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Oh. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be upright, and I shall be innocent of the great transgression. So, this presumptuous sins, they're sins of pride. That's what presumptuous means Mm -hmm. here, is arrogant. Exactly. So what happens, it's just like you're saying, the fat part, right? Things are going well. 
we're doing our religious duties, right? We're showing up. Yes, because I go to church on Sundays, right? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking when you were talking about this guilt that the presumptuous sin meant transgression, because there's sins of you know commission and sins of omission, right? And there's things that you do intentionally that are wrong, and things that you do unintentionally that are wrong. But there's that willful sin, right? Like, you know. So, but that I think is more the uh, transgression versus something else. But is it different in that verse? Uh, yeah. The presumptuous sin is different than the tr- than, than a transgression. I don't believe. That, uh, I, I, I think that presumptuous that. sins means you're 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 sinning, but you you. Um, you're taking salvation for granted. You're taking salvation, but that's very good. Yeah, you're very taking good. salvation oh, for yeah. granted. And that, you know what? Well, I guess you could be right there because. It's in the bag. Yeah, because the the great transgression is probably turning from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's probably good. But you know, the Holy Spirit. And, and and that that's what you go. We go down this road, right, of saying, "Oh, hearts are fat. I don't need God." But then let's keep keep going. So. Well, does that not beg the question? So wait a minute. If you think that having all that stuff is you being blessed by God, let's let's check that. Okay. Yeah. So that's against yeah, like prosperity right. gospel. Right. 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 It's <laughs> like, hey, there's nothing wrong with having all that, but if you think yeah. that equates to being blessed, maybe you're missing something. Well, right? that's yeah. That's what that's that's what a lot of we're gonna go to and read that some right now. <laughs> Hold um, that thought. Speaking of, and we talked about this, right? Oh, Everyone yeah. remember this subject? Yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. Throw it in here. Don't throw it in here. Let's see it. Let's see. You got to get a lot of spin Who on gave this? Yeah. I mean, is someone going to admit that they gave this to me? Or Nobody no claims it. Okay. I mean, I, I last Tuesday, it's like it just showed up sitting here on my. I'm like, whoa! Hey, I was, hey, I, it was funny because Greg, oh, we got windows here. <laughs> <laughs> Fell from heaven, right? You know? Yeah, because I was actually going to try to buy one, and then all of a sudden, it just shows up, and I'm Amazing. like, hmm. wow, that's uh, a message here. Okay, why don't we to why don't we turn to um, continuing really the discussion all of us have been having. Um, turn to page 20, and we have Michael here. Uh, here, here, Michael. Oh, thank you. Um, so let's, yeah, let's turn to page 20. Um, all right, so one thing that I actually probably thought myself, and one thing I hear a lot is that ultimately we talk about sins, is ultimately the problem is we idolize, is idolization. One of the problems that obviously Israel had. Okay, one of the problems that we have today. Um, what's interesting, as if anybody remembers, we're going through chapter 2, and this is at the end of chapter 2, and in chapter 2 there is idols and everything mentioned, is at the very end, in verse 22, we find out that the real issue is not about idols. Idols is only really a symptom of a greater or bigger cause. Mm-hmm. Okay, And that cause is right here. Ultimately, why are we not hearing and seeing and understanding and doing? Okay, um, And by the way, um, it's, it's sort of fun because Chad did... Chad's been helping out in the... Um, 
you know, in the youth, youth department. Youth, yeah. Okay. Great, and, great talk on Sunday, by the way. Yeah. Thank okay. You. Yeah. Well done. And he did a he did a lesson with the guys, which I'm I might actually do here. We might have done here, but anyway, I'm not going to give away too much of it because it actually has very much to do with Isaiah, um, Isaiah six nine through ten, but did a lesson where. It's really talking about, okay, so how do I, Jesus talks about in Matthew, how do you get past this movement from not hearing, not seeing, not understanding, to doing that, okay? And he actually did that for the kids. And the kids were really, I think, engaged. Mm-hmm. And it was neat to see the youth hungering for the Word of God. And I think Chad got to see that that day, which is just awesome to see our youth saying, we want more of the Word of God. We want to be in the yeah. Word of God. I mean, wow. I, 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 can <laughs> you know? ask, I can ask you to say, when I was uh, teaching kids in a church, it was a junior high group, and, you know, the pastor wanted us to go through what the adults were reading in church so they could do their family reading. Well, none of my kids' families were reading it, right? So the Lord told me to go through the book of John with them. Hmm. So we started reading John. They were, we just would read a little bit, and then I would open it up for discussion. They were so engaged. By by the time we were, like, in Chapter 14, they all wanted to be baptized. Wow. Wow. And it was just like, mm. oh. Yeah. And we so sometimes take cool. for granted, like, the, I mean, it was really good for me to hear that because it was like, we can take for granted a lot of times, like, oh, the youth, you know, they just want to look at their phones. They just want to do all this stuff. And I was even hearing, you know, from Daniel, our youth pastor, and just hearing about how a lot of the, the kids that have stayed here, the youth, and by that I mean like the junior high and high school, you know, are actually asking, we want to get into the Word. Yeah. You know, and I'll never forget when I taught a Bible study here, uh, one of my first ones, and Steve and Ami had their daughter Elizabeth in there. I mean, every time I see, even Sunday, every time I see Elizabeth, I think of her. I mean, we were doing these studies and and walking through, and she was the one most engaged, most asking the questions, most diving into the Word. Remember? She just was so engaged. It's just, yeah. Anyway, so sort of the opposite of that is if you take a look at verse 22, this is really the core issue Isaiah is Mm -hmm. saying ultimately for everything that's going to happen. In fact, it's probably one of the key passages here. Um, and there is an emphatic nature to this that is hard to get across in English. But ultimately, after going through all these things that man, the humans, are doing, that the, that the people of God, this, he's addressing the people of God here. I, I, God comes down through Isaiah and just says, I mean, I don't know how, if you could be as emphatic as possible, stop. Stop. Stop regarding man. The whole focus and everything goes out of whack when we put our focus on ourselves and on each other in the sense of raising each other up and and focusing on the world and all that. This translation, stop regarding man. Um, Here's some other ways people have translated this passage. Um, Stop trusting in mere humans. Um Get yourself away from humanity of <laughs> that. Just another way someone translated this exact passage. Be done with man. I love that. Just be done. 
be done with trying to play all the worldly games and trying to puff yourself up and trying to do it all yourself with your own self-reliance. Just be done with it because it's not going to get you anywhere. And then finally, cease for mankind. Just stop it. Okay. Um, and I want to read this. This is from a commentary on this passage because it's going to lead into what I want to do here in a second, which is, and this is what it says about this path, this verse right here, um, which I think is again a core part of everything Isaiah is saying. What's the what's the ultimate cause when you get down to it of why you are not hearing and seeing and understanding? The ultimate cause goes back to where is your focus? Are you relying and trusting God or are you trusting yourself? It just always comes back to that. And so this um, this is what it said in this um, commentary I was reading about. It said, this is a transitional verse, which is this verse 22, is transitional between chapter 2 and chapter 3, with links in both directions. In the day when Yahweh displays his power and splendor, man's kind, arrogant pretensions will be exposed for what they really are, both as regards the religion they devise for themselves and also, as the next chapter emphasizes, as regards to the economic, political, and military structures which they, which they think will yield peace and prosperity. Again, what do we, and these are God's people, what are they doing? They're focusing on the world, they're now relying on the military, they're relying on the leaders and the government, they're relying on politics, I mean, etc., to say this is what we rely on now, no longer God. Um, it says, their delusions will ultimately be exposed for the sham they really are, and therefore Isaiah urges his hearers that in their own interest they must now cease from mankind. That is, they should no longer permit their conduct and lifestyle to be, term- to be determined by their contemporaries, no matter how strong, rich, influential, or fashionably persuasive the latter may be. None of them is more than a mere creature who survives, not through any power inherent in itself, but through the breath that God has given to humanity. Mm-hmm. Implicit in this advice is a need to give regard to the one who alone is of account. If Zion is to fulfill her destiny, and we are, as we learn, we are Zion, okay, in the undays, that's who we are. Um, if Zion is to fulfill her destiny, she must give top priority in her thinking to Yahweh. This verse also gives rise to the somber reflection that when there is one among mankind who should have been accorded respect, hmm. the warped spiritual sensitivity of mankind rejected him. Mm-hmm. And we all know who that is, right? Mm-hmm. It is Christ. Christ. Yeah. Right. And... They're actually the same words in this passage here about that says stop regarding man in whose nostrils is breath from what account is he is actually related in using the same words that come from Isaiah 53.3 where it says he, being a prophecy to Christ, was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrow, sorrows and acquainted with grief as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised. And we esteemed him not. And who do we esteem not? The Lord God, <laughs> Yahweh through Christ. Um, so this this is a key passage here where, like, well, how do we keep ourselves from that? I mean, how do we not 
How do we stop regarding man? I stopped watching the news. That that's <laughs> that's, that's, a good that's what I've done. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's who's caused the division. Yeah. That, that's they one. That's the media. So there is a stop. They, they, okay. Yeah. They yeah. Broke, they split the church in half. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so much division in the church over this. You go. So if we're going to stop doing that, <laughs> we need to start doing start something doing else. That's right. Okay. Regarding God. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Focus on God. By the way, I just want to point out that yeah. how logical that is. If you think about it, that's it's highly rational that if God is the creator and all-powerful and all of these things, and he really exists, that's the only logical thing that you can do. Of course. Right? Yeah. Yes, but it's so rational. It's such insane common sense that it's it's right in front of your face. Yeah. So so much so that you just don't see it. Every time I go down a a rabbit hole, um, thinking I know where I'm going, I I get down at the bottom and get lost. (laughs) Come back up and oh, it's just God. You know, and then and I'm going along. Oh, it's just God. Oh, it's just God. Oh, I wonder what that is. You know, and I'm down another. So, yeah. And this is, is the be- this is perfect. the beauty of our God. Is that I think I don't know, Jason or you, Bill, or, um, you know, about how the world looks. You know, at us. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of times, you know, the world. I was part of that before I became Christian. I was like, oh, you Christians, you're just. You know, you just believe what anybody else tells you, blind yeah, faith, you don't think for yourselves. <laughs> One way to you know. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So, but what's interesting is our God doesn't ever say that that's how we are to, our faith is never blind. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. and our faith is an act of faith that means active. we can one second be going, this is so logical. Why are we not doing And the next second I walk out of here. And not do it. Right. So you gave a good example. You stopped something. Yeah. Well, it's you know you go back to in Samuel, God's going. Why can't I just be their king? They want a king. They don't understand. If they have a king, it's all going to go bad. Yeah. Right. And here you. And here we are. Right. <laughs> it's like if we make the Lord our king. That's right. Yeah, I wish he'd well, That was the frustration of God too. He said, "I'm I am your king." And you one day, king. okay, I'll give right. you king. Yeah, one day. Right. One See day. where that takes you. Yeah, one day. Yeah. Well, yeah. although again, he is, he the is, and he's not. It's already yeah. not yet. Right? He already is king. He already has won the war. He has already defeated Satan. He's already defeated death. But for but. some of the present need, evil age. Um, all right. The, the fact yes. that he says breath here, right? Yeah. Again, you go Ooh, back to spirit. Yes, right. go back to Genesis. Yep, two seven. It, it, yeah. It's such a to me. It's like he's just going. It's like what Peter Peter just says. Like yeah, he breathed life into you. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you even really, that is of a god, right? You even really think you're something, god. right? Yeah, yeah. You, you're <laughs> only even alive because of me. everything is through me. Right. Yeah. One translation says, "Don't put your trust in mere humans." They are as frail as breath. What good are they? <laughs> what good are they? Right. In the New Living Translation, I love that. Right. right. What good are they? Yeah. Without that relationship. So as frail as breath. So like, I so I come back down yeah. to the question: What then? So we stop watching TV. 
We stop, and what do we start doing? Okay. And Isaiah tells us what we're to start doing. Speaking speaking of being now, right now, I just did that. What you just said there. Yeah. Frail as breath. Yeah. What what have we just experienced? The whole world, frail as breath. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 I was in Puerto Vallarta, 60 feet under the ocean, scuba diving. And somebody swam by with a mask. Instantly, <laughs> and I had my mask on. <laughs> ran out of and air. And guess what? I ran out of air. Ooh. Yeah. At 60 feet underneath. That's not good. No Talking air. about stopping your breath, it is, was instant. I mean, there was not even a sense of. <gasps> it was just oh. instant. Oh, really? And Did somebody hand you over another out. one, or yeah. what happened? No. Whole story. Oh, okay. But I'm oh, here. That's you're here. But 60 you're feet's went, not too, but you, you can still get the bends. Yeah, I could. Yeah, and, I, and I probably went up a little too fast, and for the month I was... Which is why you've got such a great personality. <laughs> so when I stutter, and I don't know your names, and I start speaking, yeah. and that's the something tells my tongues, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Turn to verse... Turn to verse. Turn to page 12. So... Here's my answer to the question really quick. What do we, we can stop all this, which is awesome, which we have to. You're going to, I love how in Colossians, Paul says, take off your clothes. Take off these sins. Take off, you know, greed and all these things. Okay. And then he says, put on the love of God. Put on this. Okay. So you obviously got to take off the bad stuff. So like what you just talked about, Gil, where they take off the presumptive sins, okay, put on, okay, something else. Right. All right. So if you look at verse the 18. The this book is to repent and turn to Christ. The what? To repent yeah. and turn to Christ. Right. And that's his call. Right. That's why he's speaking through Isaiah. And what's good about repentance is repentance always, we think of repentance as stop sinning turn, but your repentance is more of what are you turning to start mm. doing. Right. Okay. It's mm-hmm. it's not just stopping right. something, it's doing yes. something. Um, it's like let's okay, I'm going the wrong way, I make a U turn and stop right. my car on the middle of the road. Well that did you a lot of good. You gotta now go Follow back the other way. It, yeah. yeah. So look at what what God I think this is one of these verses again that is like so key to everything. It's why we're here on Tuesday nights. If I was to say let's have a theme for today, a theme of why we get together on Tuesday nights, verse 18. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we stop turning the TV on and we come now, let us reason together. That is our God. He doesn't just say, do this, Jason, okay, or do this, Michael, or do this, you know, or Greg. He says, Let's be in relationship. Let's yeah. reason together. <laughs> now we're talking together. together. Okay, let's wrestle together. The word reason, anybody want to guess where that word is used the most in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word for reason? Is it like to, to settle wrestle. a dispute or something? Or? Yeah, where you're arguing. So the, the word it. means to reason, argue, mm-hmm. dispute, just really like get into it. Okay, yeah. but Quiet. for a purpose. All right. Proverbs Let's come together. Proverbs is a good guess. Okay. It's in Proverbs. Isaiah. 
This word is used over and over and over again, Joe, because Joe's like, let's read God, let's reason together, let's argue, let's figure this out. All right. And you see Job wrestling with God. And that's what we're to do. We're come now, let us wrestle, reason together. There's a relationship. How do we have that relationship with God that leads to everything else and gets us? So as Peter said, we it's, we should still go. Duh! Why am I sinning? I should be doing this. It's reasoning together um, with God. He's calling us to be in this relationship of let's wrestle with it, let's discuss it, let's not keep our mouth shut. That's okay, right. let's not avoid the conversation. Let's not, you know, okay, it's like, what are we doing? He says, he goes on, he says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. There's a beautiful salvation of our Lord. If you, so to reason together, we have to be willing <laughs> and obedient. If, yeah. notice the if, conditional. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten be eaten by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So that's why, this is why we do this. This is why if we're going to get our eyes off the TV, we are people who need to be constantly reasoning with God and he's given us the reason... <laughs> He's given us how to reason with them. It's why we do this. And, and to Chad's point, does that sound like something you can wait on? Yeah, right. Eat, eat or be eaten. Right. Yep. Like now. Right. And like you said, this is it's it's this is this is it's ongoing. Endemic. Yeah. It's it doesn't stop. Right. It's forever. That's right. He's he's also laying out the case. God's gonna lay out the case. Right. Uh-huh. Like. This isn't going to be a surprise. No. I'm laying out the entire case, fully reasoned out, extremely logical. Right. And, you know, can you hear? <laughs> and yeah. simple. Actually, pretty and, simple. And, no. like, one through five. No Why problem. start with one through five? Because I'm giving you the playbook. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Here's how it goes. It rolls out. And, da, 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 and da, now let's see how it's going to play out. And you're going to go through some serious pain, but now let's reason. Yeah. Okay? You don't have to go through that every time. You could just be willing and obedient, and we could have a wonderful life together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think on a personal level for me, my greatest frustration in the last couple of years with everything that's gone on, um, well, just is watching us as Christians, and I'm included in that because I got sucked up in the news big time. I never used to watch the news that much. Never. Um, but how much we, the conversations that I used to see more Christians focused around the word evaporated. Mm-hmm. And everything was around politics or vaccines mm-hmm. or masks or who's in office or who's not or who's this or who's that. Mm-hmm. It was all about, I could just watch news and go, this is the conversation us as Christians are having. And it's like, that was the focus. And it's like, 
it's 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 a new day. <laughs> it's time to get back to here. That's why I love that we're doing this. Satan's winning. Yeah. So so right. so so it threw Christians off their game. That's kind yeah. of what you're saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it, was, and, and, and it mean, was like couldn't go to church. Right. Very right. disruptive. Yeah. You know? but, so but, I, yeah. I I did it today. Gil. Yeah. I did it today. I said so, I mean, it came in right away. And I even made a comment. Just a stupid comment, but it's just like. You know, I said, what I say? I mean, it was dumb, you know, but I said, Newsom lets us high-five today as a joke. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's it's becoming, Sorry. instead of saying, oh, I'm so glad I'm here today. Yeah. Right? And then, it, and then you know, but it, it shouldn't be said. And so, you know, and it's not fair. Yeah, yeah we, we all have a different point of view about it. Right. right. And, and you got to respect everybody's views. But it's like, it's funny how that it, you're right. It's became a topic of conversation. And it's, it actually upsets me a lot because I've never used to watch the news. Never used to, and, and it's so distracting and it's so sickening and it's like, and it's just, it's not, it's just not fair. And you're never going to get it straight because I mean, no. well, everybody's so got divisive. an agenda. So but just that little comment, like that's, that's funny. That's even word. in my head. I had to make a joke. Like, I just have to make a joke about it. So it takes your attention away from the Lord. Right. And it's not even a joke. But so it's not Yeah. I think Gil said something important. Yeah. There's an agenda. The agenda is to divide and conquer. Right. Right? right? Well, the agenda for for some of them is money. Well, well of it's always it's totally it's, with self. Right, and what do we what do we read about in here in Isaiah? We've seen about how it's power, it's money, it's mili- I mean, it, yeah. it's all man. So you said you never get it straight. Well, we will get it straight as long as we're not Looking in that direction, yeah. any of yeah. those directions. Right. The yeah, direction was, is. is like I'm, so, I'm so defensive yeah. now that I am. You saw it. I was defensive. Mm-hmm. I yeah, did it polite. Yeah, but I'm still defensive about it, and I, um, and so I'm divided in my heart. Right. Well, I, yeah, I, I love this country. Yeah. It's God's uh, one of God's 200 countries. And, and we, we're, we're here, but it, it isn't what we're supposed to be idolizing. We're well, it's also we're not be supposed to be reasoning together. God says, reason with me. Yeah. <laughs> not go and try to reason about the whatever's going on. You were going to say No, something. it's just like what we went through last week, you know, living for the new creation, right? Yeah. Living with that mindset of what God intended this creation to be. Right. If we all had that mindset daily, this world would be a way different place. Meaning... Mm-hmm. Love everybody for being God's yes. creation. And, and, and right. Like, like I, I, I said last week, I said, you know, you look at how many times we go, oh, the ocean's beautiful. All oh, those mountains are beautiful. Thank you, God, for those. But instead of looking at a random person going, what a beautiful creation. Thank mm. you, God, for that creation. Mm. If we all lived like yeah. that, mm-hmm. right? for that yeah. new creation, you know, we, we'd be a much happier place. Yeah. I went all week. Subdue the animals, don't subdue each other. That's what you had said. <laughs> no, That's what God said. That's not what I said. <laughs> right. we, 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 we're, yeah, we're to rule, but not over one another. Yeah. Yeah. That's God's job. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. Well, speaking yeah. of so simple, because yeah, we're creating the chaos. It's just like like we talked. What was that? Tohu. Yeah, tohu vohu. Tohu vohu. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Coolest Greek word ever. You made that up, didn't you? No, I did. No, but that's actually the Hebrew. That's actually the Hebrew word. Chaos and chaos. That's what it's actually the Hebrew. It's as good as inclusio. It's it's a great word because I've never once someone taught me and I never forgot that. What is inclusio? I love the word yada. It means Jerry's animals. Yeah. Yada yada. <laughs> so, so Tohu Bohu is what God says, and 
that it was formless and empty. The Hebrew behind that is really tohu vohu. I think it's two Hebrew words, which means throughout the Old Testament, chaos. Ultimate chaos. It is what exists when God is not. Well, we saw that last week, right? right? When God removes, when God removes Himself, uncreation happens, right? The marbles go everywhere. Everything starts returning back to tohu vohu instead of what's supposed to be, which is God's order. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you could say we go use the word confusion tonight too. It's like right where we are. Yeah. As a nation. Yeah. I mean the world. Yeah. Yeah. So to answer your question, you answered one. Did I ask a question? <laughs> you asked a question, <laughs> yeah. and Steve had a, an answer, and that was, you know, shut off the TV, and, and the general discussion is like stuff regarding man so highly, and tune out of the deceptions that we're all assaulted with Um, but another one I think is to look for the day of the Lord Mm -hmm. and and Isaiah says that go to Isaiah 2 12 page 18 (laughs) it's nice that us all having the same for the Lord of hosts has a day this is Isaiah talking about the second coming of Jesus for the Lord of hosts has a day against all that is proud and lofty, against all that is lifted up, and it shall be brought low. Yeah. Now go to verse 17. And the haughtiness of man shall be humbled. Think of all the disinformation and corruption we have today. Mm-hmm. And the haughtiness and the evil and the billionaires who are running everything. And the haughtiness of man shall be humbled, and the lofty pride of men shall be brought low, and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day and the idols shall utterly pass away and our whole culture is built on idols by mm-hmm. sex and cars and houses and people shall enter this is going into revelation now this is mm-hmm. fascinating to me yeah, describes it. and people shall, shall enter the caves of the rocks and the holes of the ground from before the terror of the Lord from the splendor of his majesty when he rises to terrify the earth revelation says the rich, wealthy men will say, rocks fall on us, hide us from the face of the Lord. In that day, mankind will cast away their idols of silver and their idols of gold, which they made for themselves to worship. All the wealth of the world will be destroyed. They're going to cast away their wealth Mm -hmm. to the moles and the bats to enter the caverns. This is such a great metaphor. (laughs) Wealthy guys are going to be throwing their gold at rats, saying, Mm -hmm. let me in your hole. Did you ever see the uh, John Wayne movie, Sahara? No. Oh, you should watch that. Based on that, right there. It's all based on that. And really? Yep. And before the terror of the Lord, from and, it's a great and from the splendor of His Majesty, when He rises to terrify the earth. Yeah. So this is God's plan. He's going to rise in the end, and we may live to see it, to terrify the earth. Well, look at what happened in regard to what you just said. Where did the virus come from? From bats. We're still wondering where the virus came from. So <laughs> the point is, it's a virus, and so yeah. I mean, the point is, yeah. This is all the stuff that's been talked about, right? I mean, Jesus says this stuff's going to be happening, and he said, "I love people." Look at Matthew 24, and it's like, oh, we're going to try to figure out when Jesus is going to come again, right? The problem with Matthew 24, 
getting off of this, but we talk about that. With Matthew 24, if you read it, and you got it again, this is a reason with God. When you read Matthew 24, what you find out is that Jesus is saying, these are the birth pangs. He doesn't say the sign of him yeah. coming back. He says, these are the birth pangs. Not yet. Including the virus right now. I mean, these are everything. Earthquakes, wars, Pestilence. oppression, dissension, yeah. everything. All this, which has been going on since when? <laughs> since Genesis 3. Okay. Wars and rumors of wars. Right. So this has been going on all this time, and he says, and he, and so people read all those things, and they say, well, it's heightened, it's more and more and more. Well, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but the point is, these are still the birth pangs. And then what's fascinating in Matthew 24 is the sign of Jesus coming then occurs, and how much warning? None. None. Okay. Because what it does is he says, these are all the things going on, and in Matthew 24 he says, immediately. Boom, Christ is here. There's not like the sense of, oh, this means Christ is coming. It's like, no, that's why he says you be ready because it could be it could be now. So it could be now. And when he comes, don't think you're gonna go, Oh, I see him coming more, I'm gonna get ready. No. Be ready now. That goes that goes what Tom says about watching. Yeah. Yeah, but they've got to be living this life. But you're not. Yeah, but the, you know. the only thing is, with, with that, it's not. It's not. Um, I don't think. A matter of watching. Well, it's a matter of being. Okay. Well, doing. I think that includes watching. Right. Watching yeah, is but, an but, active but verb. You, yeah. you're, you're in it. You don't need We're to watch it because right it's it's now. It's happening, right? To so sit back and go. Up. Well, I think I just feel like that's kind of dangerous to sit back in that. Uh, I'm a I'm, I'm an observer mode, right? I'm a fan. I'm not a player, right? No, you are a player. You're on the field. Like it or not. Yeah, like it or not. If you're in, but right? You can be a wiser, foolish virgin than either left or taken. I don't think I would be a virgin. <laughs> it's a parable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All, all parable to fail. Well, it's a parable. Well, okay. <laughs> say, say, say it again. Say it again. Uh, the, the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins, right? Right. Exactly. Where, where, where the wise were ready with the lamp and their the the oil in their lamps. <coughs> right. And the the foolish were not. Right. And the, mm-hmm. and the wise were taken right. with the bridegroom when he came. Right. Ready. The others right. were locked out. Right. Yeah, the others were locked out. And, and because and they were diligent in doing what they were supposed to be doing. The other ones were still they virgins. Were yeah. Right? They could still claim I'm a virgin, but they just weren't doing the stuff they needed to be doing on a daily basis to be prepared. Yeah, so, right. so, so, so there's a benefit living. of imminence. Like, there's a benefit of living as if it's, it's imminent. Yeah. Even if it's like. Yeah. Who knows how far there's that benefit. And you see the Apostle Paul would live that way. Yeah. You see that tension. He's just constantly, I mean, in that day, they were expecting, they had that expectancy that we don't have today. And there's a they benefit had that to living like that. crisis coming soon. The Lord really wanted soon. them to live like that. Yeah. Right. Lord wants us to better, live like that. It's a better way to live versus like, uh, well, my the master's year. delaying is coming. Well, I can, you know, be my other servants. Treat them it's been 2,000 years. What, what, why did Christ come. set us free? When Christ set us free? Uh-huh. Why? Oh, why? Yeah. We just read in Galatians. To proclaim <laughs> liberty to the captives. For freedom. Yeah. For, 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 for freedom. For freedom. He set us sake. free. Okay. Why did he yeah, set us free? For the sake of freedom. Yeah. No, that, that's not why he set us free. 
According to Paul, it is. Right, but then what does he continue? Remember Galatians. Then he says why he set us free. What was that freedom for? He set us free to be free. Mm-hmm. To love what him. is that freedom for? Very explicit. One thing. I think in Galatians. to experience the kingdom. No. no there's no, but it love others. Experience the kingdom. To love others, exactly. Yes. To love others. He yes. set us at free to for Gil said that loving others yeah. already. Yeah. 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 Gil. <laughs> you get points. Teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. Peace yeah. be on you. No, I Even at a disadvantage, Bill's going to borrow Okay, so, uh, so here's one thing I would just sort of, a uh, couple things. One is, one thing because I have to do, what? One thing or not yet? Um, because I have to challenge myself with this, but I thought it'd be really good for us as guys to memorize Isaiah 6, 9 through 10. So there's your there's your assignment. Memorize Isaiah six nine through ten. Okay, because I mean that's that's the core of everything we're doing in Isaiah. Um, so we've heard it we've heard it over and over again. Um, and then the other thing is, remember it says, what are we to do? Again, going back to what Steve, shut off the TV. Shut off the TV. It's like it's like freedom. I'm free. Yeah. What am I free for? I shut off the TV for what? Reasoning with God. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason why I gave gave you guys these. Yeah. Okay, is so you can wrestle with God with it. And I mean, I will never forget. And I don't know if I can do this because I'm going to call. I'm going to call him on right now. But can I just? Do this? So I remember when Jason came up to me. And um, it's like, it's like Galatians. No, no, I'm Galatians. Yeah. So oh. in his Galatians book, it's like this. Okay, there you go. You guys see that? I love it. See that? Sure. All right. <laughs> All right. So that's that's Russ. That's reasoning with God together. You know. I mean, I remember his Galatians little booklet. Yeah. I mean. I don't know how you read it. Yeah. So it just is an example. Whatever it is you use. A lot of pen. You know. I got a Just start writing in there. Start. Jotting things down, ask yeah. questions and stuff. So I so I'd invite you this week, as we prepare to go into chapter six, go back through one through five. And in fact, what I'll do is I'm gonna give each one of you just pick a color, awesome. pick a highlighter. Any color. <laughs> Don't poach, man. Just That's not the right color. I just didn't want orange. What's wrong with orange? I don't. Do you not paint with orange? What, what are we doing I, with you, Greg? Greg, what are That's what I'm going to tell you next. I got orange. Thank you. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Just have faith like, and take it. I like my lime yellow. <laughs> All right. So yeah, what I want you to do, no, no. what I want you to do next week right, is you guys do this week. We have that opportunity to just wrestle, right? Wrestle with God's word here. Get Isaiah, and I love what Jason said, playbook. This is the playbook, mm-hmm. one through five. Playbook. So get that playbook in you, all right? And just go back through. And what I want you to do specifically with the highlighters is I want you to highlight the things where you're like Standard. reading. Yeah, exactly. You're reading you go, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Or and I just highlight it. Or don't understand. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you don't understand, highlight it and Write down in there, I don't understand. Okay? 
But just start, that is how we wrestle with God. It's always been that way. It's what Philip did on the road with the eunuch. I mean, the eunuch was like, he, he's like, he's reading Isaiah, the eunuch in Acts. He's like, I don't get it. And he does what we did here. He calls up Philip, you know, cell phone. Hey, what's going on? You know. May I say something about that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the wrestling. Um, two or three of you guys weren't here when Gil opened with a confession of what he's going through, and we prayed for him. And um, I was really moved by that. And um, I'm 69. I'm, I feel like I'm an old guy in here. There's medium, middle-aged guys. I'm 69. There's medium. I was born in 69. I graduated in 69. <laughs> there's middle-aged guys. It was great for 69. <laughs> We're 69. <laughs> this is my best year. Let him There's middle-aged guys in here who will be getting old like us, and they're young guys. And, and what, he, what he said was really powerful. And what old guys face is a lack of time. That's what, that's what scares us. And we oh, a lack of time before we die. A lack of time before yeah. we go. And when we start failing, it comes, it comes, <laughs> becomes real. And it's very normal as a Christian to get angry with God. And, and when a, if you're a young guy and things don't go well, you get angry with God if you're a Christian too. But there's nothing more serious than dying, okay? So, and and when you start mm-hmm. tracking around paint in your part in your house, and when you get mad at your dog and you get mad at God, mm-hmm. you'll confess he got mad at God. But what did he do? He wrestled with God. He spoke to him. He he. He confessed his sin and, and God ministered to him. He did what we're learning, trying to learn here in the in an esoteric way. So uh, just put that in your pocket, young guys, because um, it's awful. It really is hard. It's really awful. It's very hard. Uh, John, can you? And, and sounds, he, sounds like David, though. David, David wrestled with God. Yeah, David, sure. you know, Great time. yeah, he Jacob wrestles with God too. Yeah. David well, I think God we do, and I think that that's part of where we So, so I'm just saying, Gil's a, Gil's a great example of, of being forthright about his relationship with God and how he doubts him and how he gets angry with him, but he keeps wrestling with him and he keeps talking to him. Yeah. Right. That's encouraging. And, 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 thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's, what, that's, that's yeah. what God yeah, wants to do. And you know, and I would go back to something Bruce said earlier in that when we first started this, like just how much we really don't understand. I mean, you can never get the, like the virgins looking for the oil for their lamps. Here it is, right? And there's so much depth in here. And no matter how much you think you know it, you don't know it. Right? There's so much more depth. And don't, what people can do is get frustrated by that and give up. Right. Yeah, and it, it happens in relationships, in marriage relationships. People all sound like they just don't get to know each other anymore. And pretty soon they just... Right. And so it's, it's work. It is work. Yeah. And so you just never give up because think about this. God has given us the ability to reason with him through this word. So, yeah. and this wow. Book, this book, just like your wife, is, is the, cool. the, the ever-blossoming flower. Oh, oh please, let's not go there. <laughs> now, That's no, I, I was thinking maybe the next He's study would be by the way. The next study, yeah. <laughs> The no, next, no, you're right. You're the next right. study that we'll do is Song of Solomon, and then you can. Go really? There. Yeah. 
Is it? I think it might be. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to because I've never been able to, to look at it without wondering. I would say you, you do it. You have to be careful because there, there's times you feel like you're reading the book and where, it's like, where'd he go? Right? <laughs> he purposely puts us through times where... Sure, so you gotta, you got to come find me, man. Yeah, yeah, because it's like we get comfortable with what we know and where we are. Right. And here we go again. Right. Right. Exactly. And we start so we start right. start regarding man and stop reasoning with God. I cling to something that Jay Grant says all the time and it's God loves us as much on our Worst day as he does on our yeah. best day. Yeah, Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Who says must that? have loved me Jay. Today. Jay. Love the house. That's oh, right. Yeah. I haven't seen Jay hey, for a Just as you. much as he does on are, are your best day. Are, are you, you wrapping it up? I'm wrapping it up. Yeah. Can, can we touch base on what we t- talked about a couple weeks ago? In terms yes. of the doing? Yeah, I want to, um, which I was hoping I was going to get to tonight. <laughs> we sort of got off that subject. I'm um, trying to think about whether. No, 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 no. I was wondering whether we should. Let's start oh. with that next week. Let's start yeah. with the next week. Start with that next week? Yeah. So part of what I want you to do, too, as you are reading through this, goes back to what Jay said, because I was hoping we might get to it tonight, is both read one through five, okay? One of the things that we saw when we were walking through one through five is the what I'd call the inseparable relationship or inseparable connection between our relationship with God and the way we treat others, our relationship with God and our relationship with others. Okay, and we and think of that as you're reading through Isaiah one through five because you see what keeps coming up is the judgment that falls on on Israel is ultimately goes back to back to that the relationship with God and its lack thereof is seen in the way they are treating the poor and the fatherless and the widow and so one of the things that hit Jason which is great I think it hit a lot of you guys but just as you read that Mm -hmm. let's start next week with the discussion around what could we do? What does that mean? I want you to think also when we hear the words poor in scripture, who is that today? What does that mean? Who is a fatherless? Who are the widows? Well, obviously there's people who are fatherless and widows. But what is this judgment? Because that is the judgment. As we saw in Isaiah, the judgment is because of how you have done these things that have basically completely disregarded my people who are the sojourners who don't even know you, the poor, the fatherless, etc. So, is that a good way of putting? It is, and I would I would add that again, you, you will always have these people. Yes, and the, it says there, that actually. They're there for a reason, right. and the way he ends these things, these end brackets, do these things, boom, and this. They told me to go do these things, and tend to the poor. It's always the conclusion, and the way I read Isaiah is that we, the collective body of Christ, us individual and our responsibility as one person, even, all right? That one person can change the outcome of an entire culture, and again, that's biblical. If there's one good person in that whole city, please spare them, okay? So... We have a huge opportunity, okay, individually. But 
God is telling us, I am collectively going to judge you based on the way you treat this segment of society. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right? So, and that's, boom. It's just hard and clear and true and undeniable. So, we as men of God, as the body of Christ, have, have there's absolutely no question in my mind that that's something that we have to make a priority now. I think that, and I think what we struggle with in our own area <clears throat> is a lot of the poor that we see on the streets aren't necessarily poor. They have bank accounts, right? And they choose to be out in the streets. Well, they're, they're poor in spirit. Well, they're, the, yeah. well, they're not starving to death. They're like, not, I, I, not I had fair. lunch with uh, K.P. O'Hannon yesterday, who leads Gospel for Asia, and he said, one of the worst things that happened from COVID is that people in India that rely on begging to survive, the streets were emptied. Oh. And people had to stay at home. So there was like mm. children starving to death because they couldn't beg. Mm. That's that's poor. Mm. That's you know, poor. that's that's poor. And like mm. what you can do for us for small sums of money for these people exactly. can literally keep thousands of people alive. Yeah. But but that's that's poor. Like here you have bums and they're living in the best place in the world, but they're not starving, right? Yeah, they're and dealing I with other right. stuff. Right. I often wonder how they how they afford cell phones. Um, because they're getting well, them. And yeah, that, and I don't want right. well, we right. to get into yeah, that I don't want to get the whole discussion. Okay, that's yeah. A, yeah. That yeah. is Sorry. a discussion. It is a discussion I want to have next week. And one of the things I want you to do is think a little bit outside the box in the sense of we do we very easily we're doing it right now characterize all the homeless people. That's a that's that's one segment. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's a lot. There's, you guys are bringing up complexity. But you know they're talking about the fatherless or talking about the widows. Mm-hmm. What is it about that segment, the sojourners mm-hmm. who are coming in? What is it about those segments, and how does that relate to you today? And think a little bit outside the box. Who are those people today? Do we even know who they are? And and if you, if you look at just in our little neighborhood, right? Right. Just in my little neighborhood, I was talking to Sarah about it, and she's like, "Well, gosh." That that lady's a widow, and that lady's husband just died, right. and and that that guy is his wife died, and so on and so forth. Yeah, what and do they need? Exactly. What is it we can do for them? Yeah. Oh, my, exactly. Yeah. My, my, da- my dad was just telling time. me. Well, time? my dad runs mm-hmm. a widow's ministry in a, in a church in Long Beach, and time. they go and they. He was telling me today, just on a call, like, oh, this woman's hedges are overgrown by like yeah. five feet. Yeah. We're gonna go and oh cut all her hedges and help. fix all these things at her house. Yeah, and that's kind of one yeah. of the things they do. Right. So yeah, there's there. I don't think there's any shortage of like no. good things that can be done. It's like okay, well, what, you don't have what to categorize do like do? is is this homeless person out there really hungry? It doesn't matter. Still, it treat everybody yeah, with love. It doesn't same. matter. You, there's not. My I hate that conversation there, when they yeah. like, well, this. <laughs> Our homeless are really homeless. Like, you know what? They're, you're way better off than them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's true, you yeah. love every single person. And in the Good and Samaritan parable, the, the Good yeah. Samaritan doesn't sit there and go, well, you know, maybe they fall Yeah, here, come here. Let me ask you, you my five questions before right. I help you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a cell phone or bank accounts. You know what? You look like you just need a hug, so if you right? qualify, some love. It doesn't have to be money. It doesn't have to be this. All right. So I'm going to wrap things up just so we get, you know, try to be good with our time. So why don't you guys all turn to 38, page 38. This would be sort of our last call it our ending prayer, you want to call it that, or just our end. 
I want to just read Isaiah. We started with 9 and 10. I want to read Isaiah 6, 1 through 8. Well, no, 1 through 7. Yeah, Isaiah 6, 1 through 7. When we get to 3, uh, verse 3, and we have what is said there, holy, holy, let's all together say that together. And then I'll finish reading 4 through 7. Get the rafters to shake. Yes, there we go. Yeah, we can do that. would be great. Um, all right. In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook (laughs) at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Yahweh of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to him, me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away. Your sin is atoned for. And we thank our Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross so we can claim that today. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen, Amen, you guys. Thanks. Great discussion. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. I'll see you guys next week. Nice to see you, Next week. You mind if I use this? No, that's your Yeah, sure. You too. Newport's not that far, yeah. Noah. No, it's not. No, it's Yeah, man. No, I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to come. I definitely, I'll definitely come join you guys. I like it a lot. Sixty-nine. Yeah, thanks, man. Lottery, lottery, Pacific Shoulder back. Oh, it's just a hat that fits good. Can you bring in your cushion? I wonder if you had gotten to the university. All you did.